This is Lord Privilegington, and you're listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast. If you like what you hear, have your servant leave a five-star review and a comment on iTunes. <laughs> Otherwise, have them flogged. I'll personally be leaving six stars because I listen to a special iTunes only for the ultra-wealthy. I've said too much. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Starring Dave Callens as the stalwart paladin. I'm Kevin. Help, Lothario! Sarah Lee Steiner as... I'm Gertrude, but apparently I really sound like this. Dan Sanborn as the gnomish warlock. My name's Decorative Cabbage, and a lot of people have been encroaching on my friendships in ways that I'm not stoked about. Clint Beiger as a powerful cleric. Hello, my name is, is Tifi, and I'm coming out of the closet. I'm a warforged. Salvador Viesca as the talented rogue thief. My name is Lothario de la Pulga, and I lost my kitty, if anyone could help me find him. Jesse Egan as... I'm Chud Bingsley. There's a lot of pandas and candy in this adventure. It's like Pandyland. Hello, and welcome to the Awful Neutral Podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Damian Mercado. With me, as always, is Dave Callens. Hey, what's up? Clint Beiser as... Tifi! Salvador Viesca as... Dario de la Pulga. There it is. I'm, Oof, there it is. It's getting hot in here. The Latinx. Getting the vapors. The teach. I really teach. hope his voice just changes really mid-podcast. Too. That would be amazing. Like no he, explanation. Yes. He goes through adult-onset puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Lee Steiner as... Gertrude. Uh, Dan Sanborn as... The Star... Decorative cabbage. <laughs> Best one. You know what? I'm glad I didn't go with you last because it's, you could say, I got top billing. Yeah, Decorative top billing. Cabbage. And the star of the show, <laughs> Mr. Jesse Egan as... Bingsley. Chud Bingsley, double O moo. Hope you guys are taking notes about Listen, that You didn't intro. give me a Dave Callens as, so that's why you got that <laughs> shitty response from me. So don't I don't try to make that's excuses. Why. Dave Callens as... Uh, I'm that cat. What's his name? Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Still made in bed. Well, best intro I've ever given you guys. So I don't know what you want from me. All right, so Dave shit the bed. Let's go on to our guest this week. With us once again, returning as not one, but two personalities, Joseph Camacho as... Mr. Dandy. I'm sorry, have I given away too much by saying you have two? I know I that... I'm a master of disguise, so it doesn't really phase me because I could just switch my personalities whenever. Um, That's incredible. Like Why is Mr. Clients? Dandy talking about switching personalities? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Jesus, you don't confuse. It's like uh, last episode when Mr. Dandy was here, but he kept leaving, and then that masked guy kept coming back in. Yeah, incredible. Shout out timing. <laughs> <laughs> when we last left our adventurers, they had just evaded a trap that was set for the panda. They had taken out Polly Jr. and his forces with the help of Panda Man. 
After that, the Kenku Pirates and Captain Featherbeard came in and revealed Mr. Dandy's secret identity. Uh, they then established a plan for what they were going to do next to take down Lord Privilegington. Kevin, at some point, got bored, wandered outside. He could be heard challenging birds to combat throughout most of the episode. At some point, when the plan was settled upon, the gang headed back onto the boat. I gotta um, be honest, that's pretty on-brand for Kevin, yes. so thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, while on the ship, some personal business was addressed. We found out that Tifi is not a he or a she, but is in fact a warforged. Typical. Yeah. Gertrude, upon her nightly meditation, resting, uh, was summoned into the Feywild and got a dire warning from her bitchy older sister. Yeah, such a bitch. Uh, about dangers to come. And last but not least, a group of harpies could be seen flying away with Kevin as he yelled, Lothario! Could you tell? Could the fans out there tell if that was Dave or Damien? I don't think anyone could tell. Damien even exactly. looked at his own, or David looked at his own mouth. He's like, what? It's <laughs> not me. Oh, no, no, I'm not needed on this show. <laughs> <laughs> After Kevin was kidnapped and taken to Lord Privilegington's mansion, the gang formulated a plan to... And Kevin instead have been heard saying, so long, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it that into next last week's episode. <laughs> The gang then decided to put together a plan to rescue Kevin in the morning, as well as sneak into uh, Lord Privilegington's mansion under the guise of returning his airship. Oh, and also you guys traded out airships. You guys traded out your party yacht for the Kenku pirate ship. Too controversial. For the USS Gertrude's dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Not not officially recognized as such. Uh, That that isn't painted on there. Does it mean that? It does say. Now, whether you guys agree with it or not, it does say USS Gertrude's dudes in white paint on the side. Yeah, but you can paint anything on the outside of a. a, Does it make that? Prove it. Continuing our discussion from earlier, I think the first merchandise we should make is USS Gertrude dudes little little ships. (laughs) Oh, let's all get tattoos. Gertrude dudes tattoos. Say, like, Kevin's the best. All right. If you guys didn't six, get tattoos already? If six listeners comment, we'll all get Gertrude's dudes tattoos. Moo once for on Gertrude's our dudes. Moo <laughs> twice our for sandwich tin. <laughs> tin. We open up this week's episode with Kevin. Kevin looks around, and he sees that he's in a very poor-lit, wet, damp dungeon. Uh, he doesn't Would you know... describe it as moist? I think you're inside Gertrude. Is he, <laughs> is he hanging from a joist? No, that would be dry. That hurts. <laughs> Just point of order, is it color chrome blue or, like, brown? Like, what kind of color chrome dungeon are we talking about? I would here? say blue. Blue. Oh, I was going brown. Yeah, yeah. It was so kind of a James Cameron-y kind of thing. Kevin realizes that he is chained standing up. Um, as he surveys... Now we're talking. The- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for free? <laughs> Dear penthouse. I'm imagining, I'm imagining like a bar around your neck, but also around the tip of your tail. <laughs> like hold it up. <laughs> We've all seen that album cover. Uh, next to him, he sees uh, an elvish man who's very beat up. He sees uh, long blonde hair. This guy's clothes, whatever they were, they seem to be fine clothes, but um, this man may have been down here for weeks, possibly months. The finery of his clothing, uh, the reds and blues are faded, covered with dirt. His clothes are rips. I may have to grab that shirt for my friend Lothario. The semi-conscious elf who's in a chained position, very similar to yours next to you, says, Who? As you've addressed this elvish man, 
Uh, he weakly speaks to you. You must be strong. They kill those who aren't strong. Yes, my strength is actually 18. <laughs> yes! <laughs> if you're so strong, why don't you break those chains? Can I break the chains? Yeah. <laughs> try? All right, what do I got to do? Roll a... Uh, well, you know what? Roll a strength check. Whoa. Plus uh, 19. Strong little Plus man. four. 23. Uh, Kevin strains against his chains, and he can feel them starting to buckle a bit, but it's useless. Uh, unless he somehow was a giant or something. I'm a giant cat. You probably need like a plus six to get out of that and then roll a 19 or something. Anyhow, point is. Tell that to the guy who's asking you to help yeah. him out. I didn't roll. I, I, yeah. I should have rolled a 27. The elf ch- looks at you and chuckles and says, there are many types of strength, brother. I would have been very impressed had you been able to break those chains. What you is your should, name, friend? You should still be impressed. I almost broke them. <laughs> I saw them strained. I've been here for months now. And what is the meal plan here? <laughs> they'll force food down your throat to either torture you or just get information from you. Can a guy from a cell over be like, But the tapioca's great! You <laughs> 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 don't need to force me! <laughs> <laughs> I got no teeth! <laughs> it's subjective. <laughs> the elf responds to the voice in the distance. It's not tapioca, you fool. <laughs> Please don't eat the tapioca. So what is your name? Did you want my tapioca? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Elton. What's your name? I am Kevin, Tabaxi Paladin. <laughs> what got you in here? I believe it was some bird women. <laughs> the Harpy Squad brought you in. You must be strong in order to have survived them. They are some of Lord Privilegington's greatest warriors. I am very strong. Did you not see the chains a moment ago? <laughs> he says as he laughs to himself. <laughs> as the DM stares at Dave. <laughs> Just then you hear footsteps coming down the hall. Be silent, friend. If I may give you some advice, pretend to be unconscious. They may leave you alone. And you hear footsteps getting closer and closer till they come to a uh, large wooden door that you can barely see. Thanks to the low lighting in front of you, it uh, gets slammed open, and a bunch of broy guard-looking guys come in. Oh, time for my favorite time of the day. <laughs> time to torture these douchebags. Am I right, bro? We got a new one. Look at this big cat man. <laughs> high five, bro. Uh, Kevin uh, is doing that cartoon fake snoring noise to try to fool the guards. <laughs> hey, chodes, wake up. They have a stick that they poke each of you with. Elton, you are a chode? Because <laughs> you're goddamn right he is. The other guy says, You're both chodes. <laughs> Bro, I'm loving what you're saying, man. We got great back and forth. Yeah. And they high five. Oh, but it looks like the uh, cat man's awake. Looks like we have to have fun with him. One of the guards are attaching uh, devices to you guys' feet. It looks like a torture device. It's, it looks kind of like a vice with two wooden blocks on one end uh, that go on either side of your foot. Is this like misery? Mm. On the top end, there it looks to be a screw that uh, uh, once turned uh, righty-tighty will bore a hole into the top of somebody's foot. The head bro, the head guard, gets down and looks like he's about to start tightening the screws on Elton's feet. And so one of the Yesco's friends goes, Hey, what about the new guy, bro? We've tortured this guy for months, man. Let's get the new guy. Yeah, let's get the new guy. And so uh, with that, he goes over to the device on Kevin's right foot. All right, tell us what you know. He leaves it deliberately open-ended. I am Kevin, noble tabaxi paladin, vanquisher of evil, and 
right or of wrong. He just immediately starts screwing in the... I'm a devoted follower. <laughs> this is all he knows. Uh, it's the burrowing into apparently. Kevin's foot as he keeps going. Just, uh, Kevin, go ahead and roll a constitution check. 17. 17. Plus 2. Plus 2, 19. Okay. As the man turns the device repeatedly, the drill bores into Kevin's right foot. Uh, uh, if you're looking, you would see blood coming out. Uh, but Kevin, on the other hand, somehow either used to the pain or just unaffected by it. Kevin actually stops and says, Excuse me, sir. That actually hurts a little. Oh, does it, bro? Well, I guess we've been doing this for a reason. Uh, the other guys are like, He's barely even screaming, bro. You turning it right? One of the guards, Maybe he can't feel his feet very well. Try his hands. So with that, they take the, the one of the other devices off your left foot, keep the one on your right foot, and attach it to uh, Kevin's right hand. Tell us what you know, bro. I've told you everything I know. I don't understand what you want. And uh, with that, he takes a sigh and starts screwing it in. Go ahead and give me a constitution check. 17. Plus 19. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, as he's screwing it into Kevin's left hand, the, the guards have had this look of confidence on their face as if they were about to, uh, to, to get some sort of satisfaction from Kevin's scream. But it is a scream that does not come. Quick question. Are, are the guards laughing by any chance and enjoying this? How would they laugh? I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's screwing his hand, bro. Yeah, <laughs> bro, 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 what are you laughing at? Yeah, me, what are you laughing at, bro? He's not even doing it. You're laughing at me, bro? You're laughing at me and my inability to torture the giant cat, bro? No, I just like, thought he was about to feel pain, but like, bro, like, what are you me, doing? gentlemen, bro? this actually hurts very similar to the foot. And with that, they go, all right, time to pull out the big guns. He pulls out a, a hatchet from him. Uh, a waistband from a buckle on back. Uh, Not a gun. <laughs> uh, and he sees Kevin's tail. Um, he sees Kevin's tail pinned to the wall. And with one swipe, he amputates Kevin's tail. Oh, wow. Uh, about, it's a world of consequences. About, about two feet. Uh, roll yeah, a constitution check. 15 plus 217. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 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 um, you can tell this is a an extreme step for the guards. You know, usually they they don't they save um, chopping off limbs for the end or try to avoid that. They try to they don't like to to uh, hurt the merchandise too much. They were expecting this to be something that broke this paladin standing in front of them. How do you like that, bro? No more tail. Bro, did you even hit it right? He's not even flinching. What the hell, bro? The tail's oh. not even fucking gone, man. It's gone. Oh, sick. It's still wiggling. Cut, cut that. Edit that. He doesn't get to be one of the guards. Okay. Still, I'm Just kidding. I'm kidding. Big amount okay. Too close I'm... to the sun, Sal. <laughs> Too close to the sun. Are you kidding? That was like the first time he did a voice other than his own. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm... Hey, I just walked in. Another guard. Wow. <laughs> just kidding. I'm starting to think that you're trying to hurt me on purpose. <laughs> uh, with this, the guards are like... Um, all the guards, and with that, all the guards start making fun of the uh, the head guard, who was the one who drilled into the foot, drilled into the hand, and cut off the tail. They're making fun of him for not being able to torture. I don't know what's up with this cat, man. I'm the best torturer here. None of you laugh at me, bro. None of you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, bro. You suck at torturing. You're like the worst torturer here now, bro. Wow, he's a tail tip in his face. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go get some muscle milk. When I come back, we're going to have a round two of this big cat. Uh, and with that, that guard leaves, followed by... I'll take some muscle milk. <laughs> Dude, he's fucking with you, bro. <laughs> I'm going to cut so much more shit off that cat. So much more shit. Uh, and he leaves. Elton, this is very unpleasant. <laughs> I must say, you are even stronger than, I've, I, than you had mentioned. Though you couldn't break the chains, I have never seen anybody stand up to torture like that. 
you are a being of uh, immense control and wisdom. But not a tale. <laughs> um, what if I told you that I had been waiting in here for months to die, and now that I met you, I think I can. What if I told you that you could save 15% on your insurance? <laughs> he stares at you in a way. Can we get Geico to sponsor this podcast? Is that a thing that can <laughs> If not them, at least progressive. <laughs> or Maker's Mark. Your joke, while appreciated uh, in this room, Elton just stares at you as if you've said several words that were beyond his grasp. I can see that their torture has had an effect on your mind. What if I told you I could make you whole again? I could give you your tail, and those nasty foot-wounded hand wounds will probably likely impair you in the future. I was... I uh, think I'll be okay. <laughs> Definitely by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need to put on airs, brother. Let me tell you about myself. I was sent from the Fey King Oberon. Kevin looks at his watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you just hear, wah, 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 And then he finally oh, ends, not just me. and now I will give you this gift. <laughs> I am from the Feywild. I am an Eladrin elf. And the king of the Fey, Oberon, bestowed a task upon me in this world. I fear that I'm about to pass and won't be able to complete this task. There is something inside of me that was gifted by Oberon. Is it an ulcer? I had one of those once. <laughs> My time is short. Do you agree to take this power? Oh. No, no, no. If he doesn't want the power, I'll take the power! <laughs> Shut up, eat your tapioca! <laughs> I'm sorry, you had a blank stare. I asked you if you were listening several times. I mentioned this legendary power that was bestowed upon me by the fairy king Oberon. The power sounds vague, and yet I like it. I'm sorry I don't have more time to read you the instruction manual for the powers, but my time on this earth is short. Do you accept the fake king's power or not? It is a great burden. As long as I do not have to sign anything, my hands are still bound. I just need a yes or no, he says weakly. Oh, well, in that case, I suppose I shall answer yes. And he just has a smile over his face before he takes his last breath. And uh, the elvish man that you proudly saw sitting in front of you slumps. His body stays motionless for three to four seconds. I wait five for three seconds. Yeah. Damn it, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> his bowels. Thank you for reminding me, Zell. Right after his bowels evacuate. Of tapioca. Oh my god, this is my favorite South Park episode. <laughs> is that the power you were talking about? It's all yours, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tapioca. <laughs> I just picture this scene. Let me give you a power, and then he dies and shits himself. <laughs> It is a powerful smell indeed. I already know that power. (laughs) Can we please submit this episode for like an award or something? Can you give us an award, please? (laughs) Oh, I'm crying. As he expires after his colon is evacuated, Kevin waits for another few seconds expecting something to happen. And his short attention span is almost about to give up hope when from Elton's chest, a globe of light escapes. It hovers right in front of his body. There's, it's a... It's a tiny dancer? It's a... Hold me close. <laughs> it's a yellow light with uh, each drop dissipates into a tiny dancer as it falls away, but not just from below, but from all directions. These uh, drops of light go and dissipate. The light uh, moves in front of Kevin. 
and and uh, the light. Reflexively paws at it with his bound hands. <laughs> <laughs> pause. Yeah, Kevin tries in chains to to uh, his hands moving, but his his wrist Eyes is attached to the wall. <laughs> the ball of light sees the hole in Kevin's foot. It hovers down towards close to that, then it hovers close to his hand, then finally gathers at his tail before going in front of Kevin's face. Kevin can hear a voice from his mind. Uh, Kevin does notice that, though he can see this bright light, this light isn't catching any of the walls. This light isn't lighting up the room at all. Kind of a uh, shit light. It? <laughs> I think that means your video card's about to <laughs> The light, finally Kevin can hear in his head. I am sorry about your position. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Gallo. My previous host, Mr. Elton, has expired. You must be the one who agreed to take on my burden. I agreed to take a power from Elton. I am that power. I can see that we have very similar voices. (laughs) Something will have to be done about this. I was really hoping this voice was going to sound like Elton John. (laughs) And only just made weird references from Elton John. That's not Elton John right there. This is my natural form, but uh, as I will be with you, in fact, you will be the only one who can see me if you agree to this. Kevin looks at his watch. (laughs) <laughs> like quantum leap. <laughs> is my usually this form is much more awe-inspiring amongst those I meet. I'll tell you what. Since you and I are going to be traveling together, go ahead and close your eyes, Mr. Kevin. Uh, and when you open your eyes, I will take whatever form and the voice thereof of whatever you desire. <laughs> Kevin closes his eyes. When he opens up his eyes, what form does oh. Gallo take? Come on, Dave. I really wanted to do Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Quaker Oats Man was around in the yeah. 1800s. So that's... Right. When Kevin opens up his eyes, he sees a man dressed in 1800s Quaker garb. In fact, looks the spitting image of the man in our world would be known as the Quaker Oats Man. Gallo sits there with his Quaker hat, long, puffy, white hair, way too many clothes for any temperature above 50 degrees. Uh, he stands in front of you. Did he show up quickly? Is it the quick one-minute oats or the... <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, English. Gallo says to you with his new voice. You sounded much wiser before. <laughs> well, I could go back to this voice. It is actually a great strain on me to speak in the way that I was. Uh, I will continue to talk like this until we decide upon a different voice. But we have greater things to worry about now. Those gods could return at any moment. And with that, he snaps his fingers. Kevin can feel a warm feeling emanating from his chest, uh, the same spot that Gallo entered him initially. Um, with that, he looks and he can feel um, he could feel his feet mending. He can feel his You hand guys, mending. grow up, all right? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. I can feel I, your tapioca inside of me. <laughs> right back to the tapioca. Oh, I could see that entering from your chest provides embarrassment. I could probably find a back entrance <laughs> that would be more perhaps suitable to you. I will be using Kevin. Kevin can feel his tail mending, growing back. So it's um, a world of short-term consequences. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin did just make a deal. Made a finger gun deal. <laughs> um, he says to Kevin. Try to break your chains one last time. Kevin refuses. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you know what? You don't need so to roll. So far, it's working out for him. 
You don't need to roll a strength check because Gallo will be that second set of footprints in the sand for you. <laughs> He's going to be the one who's going to help you break those also chains. Also because the chains were paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> the chains were in your mind the whole time. What There's a I... lesson there. There's a real lesson there. The real chains are society. <laughs> Society's the bros who cut your fucking tail off. <laughs> Kevin filled with renewed strength and hope. And tapioca. From this powerful being... I'm warning you, stay away from the tapioca, Kevin. That's one lesson that me and Elton had learned the hard way. I'm trying to save you. Um, Kevin, filled with renewed strength and vigor, uh, struggles against the chain for a minute, and then, uh, almost as if hitting another gear, is able to snap the chains with less effort than he would have thought. Kevin, I'm not strong enough to be your weapon yet, but if you continue to take lessons from me, and learn from For nine ninety five a month. <laughs> My once a week comedy class. <laughs> I could be a greater source of strength for you. I could manifest into a great hammer. I can read your mind. You want a set of hatchets, don't you? Because you and I are one now, I can become a representation of your wrath, but it took much of my strength to free you. So my wedding vows were similar to this time. <laughs> Come. You and me will escape this place. I have a feeling that your friends will be needing you soon. Oh, they will. I am very important to that group. <laughs> we come back to the USS Gertrude's dudes. <laughs> Several hours later, before the party is about to leave, to execute their plan. The plan being to take Lord Privilegington's pirate ship, the original one that he uh, offered the large bounty for, and take it and use that, guys, as a uh, Trojan horse to get into Lord Privilegington's place and hopefully um, be able to uh, take him down by surprise once you're inside the facility. Okay. Now, when we last left, I had cast a fine familiar and created a hawk named Hudson, which yes. I wanted to go up and... <laughs> Follow try to scout ahead and see if he's all right. Excellent. Do you want to just have it? Do you want to have it be assistant Lothario and his scouting? Yes. Like okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was a really eventful rest period. During this time, uh, Gertrude talked to her sister for the first time in many years. That stuck up bitch went over gangbusters. Got my finger. Her finger can now uh, light cigarettes now. Nice. <laughs> as long um, as there's no wind. <laughs> <laughs> Tifi has told, uh, I believe, the. correct me if I'm wrong, but the only people who aren't decorative cabbage about your true nature, that you are a soul-infused warforged. Is that right? Correct. You told I, everyone but decorative cabbage? No, I, to, only, I only told, uh, I already knew, Mr. What, Dandy. Mr. Dandy. Okay. So the rest of you still don't know. Oh. And lastly, Lothario put his uh, sneakiness and thieving skills uh, to use in the party by agreeing to go with the Kenku team Pathfinder 2, uh, into the forest to recon. Uh, he rolled an 18 plus some, so he actually has an incredible scouting report waiting for you uh, when you go pick him up. And if I remember correctly, I think I took a nap on the way over, so I'm going to wake up with a hawk, like, by me. Like yeah. a surprise hawk, right? Yeah. yeah. Surprise hawk. And yeah. for all you know, this hawk is just some hawk that it's being very friendly to you yeah. and it's trying to help you, so you're like, oh man, I made a hawk friend. Oh, <laughs> awesome. This hawk loves, you know what, I'm going to name you, I'm going to... I'm going to name you Hudson. <laughs> Perfect. 
And so, uh, right now, you believe, and, and until you decide otherwise, you believe Hudson is your hawk. He's my hawk. Right. <laughs> he is his hawk. But he will listen right now, to one. Is. I'm going to have a cabbage moment when I realize. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, he will only listen to Chuck. But uh, you wake up the next morning. Uh, Gremel Stonebreaker is. Point of note, though, by the way, it's like a celestial hawk. Meaning, I don't think he would see the bird and go, that's a normal bird. Yeah. yeah. It, it has an outfit and everything, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. My wisdom is low. It's like made of stars. I'm like shit. not a smart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can, can, it can, can fly very close yeah, to the sun. Yeah, doesn't it have they a phone? It can totally like, fly close to the sun. this weird cosmic hawk that I'm friends with now. <laughs> the gang of masses on the deck before they're about to head up for the mission. They see Mr. Dandy and uh, Gremel Stonebreaker going over the edge of the plant, the final portions of the plan. Aye, Mr. Dandy. Have we got all the information back from all the Kenku? Uh, it should be coming in now. They're, they say Lothario is about uh, ten minutes dead ahead. Excellent, excellent. I can't wait for that scouting report. Because that will affect how we deploy into the into the mansion. And I heard it's the must-read of the summer. Lothario is just typing on an old <laughs> yeah. word processor. Professional. Uh, great. Yeah, real professional. Uh, responding to Decorative Cabbage's words, uh, Gremel and Mr. Dandy, I look around and see all of you are here. Ah, you joined us. Excellent. I hope you had a restful day. Because we have a big mission. We're finally taking down that bastard Lord Privilegington. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, I'd say so. Hoorah. Do you guys have any uh, anything you'd like to ask of Mr. Dandy? Perhaps any more of his candies? Gertrude pulls Mr. Dandy aside. Hey, uh, listen here, bud. I don't want the others to know, but I'm getting real sick of my voice. I think it really so affects... So are we. <laughs> Shut up! You're not You're even here. Awake your mind. Incredible. No, I'd, I'd like to think that she's dealt with enough Kevin Burns that she can just hear it in her head. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're all just like wondering who Kevin. she responded Finally, to right now. So, you know, you got any candies in there that uh, change this up? Give me a new voice. Can we Little Mermaid this? Look at these things. I can fit them in here. <laughs> I have several different candies that you can choose from. I mean, I, I gave you candy earlier that seemed to change your voice. Would you like to try that again? I'm looking for something that's long-lasting effects on the voice without the, uh, how do I say this? The feelings of being sober? I kind of like my buzz. Mama likes a buzz. Yes, uh, I have these special pills that will just kind of soothe the throat. Um, it won't be permanent. <laughs> they're they're attached to this dick. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'll have to you give me cough drops? <laughs> Did you see what I thought he just said? That was incredible. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> so I can give you about a week's supply of these candy lozenges that'll that'll help you out. I mean, do take one a day. Do not uh, overdo it. It does have some negative side effects if you choose to ingest too much candy, as I've said before. Do they come in a little dial? I love that it's a candy lozenge instead of just a lozenge. You're like, yeah, this this lozenge, this, this medicine needs sugar. In it. <laughs> sugar helps medicine go down. Yes, yeah, so now we're doing Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. All right, thank you. I'll take these and I'll think about when to use them. And Gertrude puts them in her pocket for later. Gertrude and Mr. Dandy come back to the group as Gremmel's finishing up the, uh, the brief. And so thanks to me, expert navigating. Did you know back in the Dwarven Citadel of Adbar, they used to call me Gremmel the Navigator because I was known for me navigating? Yes, of, co- of course we knew that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we know anything about you. <laughs> Idiot. It's from all those questions. I can't asked. tell if you're being sarcastic there, little one. <laughs> so, uh, depending upon after we pick up Lothario, and we should be there in about oh, two minutes now, he probably can see us coming up. Uh, <laughs> we'll be picking him up. Depending upon that, we'll, uh, uh, we'll be deciding what to do. Now, when we get there, what's the game plan? Are we just going to bust down off the ship gangbuster style and try to take down Lord Privilegington? Or will we... 
perhaps use a bit more subtlety. Uh, just then the ship pulls up to this cliff that looks to be overlooking most of Crow's Point. It's only about a mile out of town. You can see a majority of the city from here. There's plenty of jungle for uh, any sort of scout to hide in. As soon as we get close, you see the air lifeboats that Lothario and Pathfinder Team 2 took out initially to go and get into their point. They're in two smaller airships that join onto the larger airship. Once there, what you saw was... Um, and it's on the report. It's collated. Uh, yeah. and or, uh, I like how you uh, color coordinate. I like how you separated mm-hmm. each. <laughs> and they're uh, colorblind friendly, so they'll work with everyone here. Yeah, Ooh. took out the reds and the greens. I like Accessible. that. Has it been redacted or is it the full yeah. report? <laughs> oh, it's, it's the whole thing. Lothario boards the ship again, walks straight up to the crew, uh, dresses uh, Gremel and, and the rest. Uh, what you saw out there, tell this to him any way you want, you saw the fruits of you and Kevin's efforts at Flame Festival taking root there in front of Lord Privilegian's castle, you see not only wealthy elves, dwarves, gnomes, halflings, uh, humans, you see all the residents of Crow's Point. And they all have pickets. They all have signs. They're picketing. Um, they're riding at the gates. Sal could see a substantial amount of Lord Privilegian's forces uh, just trying to keep this crowd calm. This is a crowd that's somewhere in between rowdy protest and riot. Could go either way at any moment. Uh, they're burning effigies of Lord Privilegington. There's a lot of uh, societal angst being taken out at the gates of Lord Privilegington's estate. And it's all there in the report, guys. So that's that's <laughs> all I read. right there. Yep. <laughs> Did my hawk happen to find any secret passages or ways in that we could use? Wait, what, what do you mean your hawk? You're talking about my hawk, Hudson? Oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a dope he, hawk, by the way. I meant to say, you get that scouting? You know what? He just kind of like showed up. But uh, I feel really strong. That scout's um, rad. At that point, I say... Come to me, my jungle friend. And then, it just, and then I like jump over there. From my shoulder. <laughs> Wait. After Lothario delivers the report, everybody can see this celestial hawk sitting on his shoulder. And there's like a constant subtle like harp strumming. At that point, I call the hawk back and I have it uh, poop some celestial poop on his shoulder. Is <laughs> 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 that tapioca? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's my bird. No, Hudson, what? No. What? I mean, if you need to borrow them, uh, give them back. And I send the bird back, and I have it poop on him one more time. <laughs> <laughs> that that bird isn't so cool after all. It's just star poop. Lothario's view was limited, uh, though he did get a great view of the town. I will say that your bird did notice that if you were to go behind the city, uh, that this side of the city that was blocked from uh, Lothario's view, there were virtually no guards. So if that might be the path, if you were to go meet Lord Privilegington, uh, that would be the path that would probably put you the the most distance between you and guards if things went wrong. Mm. So the birds... Thank you, Hudson. Well, uh, it looks way better on Lothario. Thanks. And I enjoy all the pooping. So you um, can make him do it anytime? Yeah. Just, hmm. just he poops on command. Seems like a tactically viable... Uh... I overfeed him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I fly so low. Uh, Celestial birds. Uh, Hudson flies over to Chud's shoulder as if it's expecting a feeding. Chud pulls out a funnel and just starts pouring milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bird's throat. Yes. <laughs> Rusty, uh... This ain't what it eats, but it does make him poop a lot. <laughs> Rust flies over to, to yeah. him, too, and sits on his shoulder, too. I start feeding both birds. <laughs> and then, oh, he's not there. Uh, Gremel tells you, all right, I assume you relay the information uh, yes. that you saw. For, I let him know what the bird said. Squawk, 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 squawk. Backwards, uh, go through the back. I, 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 could, could you translate for your bird there? My bird's into backdoor shenanigans. <laughs> I figure. It's the forbidden dance. He says as he, like, his, uh, his eyes, eyes wander. 
thousand yards there. But I see what your bird be saying. Uh, I could see a weakness in the defenses on the backside of Crow's Point, right by the mayor's manor. Um, we'll be pulling up there in about in just a few minutes. I'd advise you to get any preparations you need. If you're going to do a plan of subtlety, now'd be the time to work that out. We haven't been subtle yet. Um, I, b- I believe that if, if you and I use uh, disguise self and, and um, disguise ourselves as, as po- Polly as Senior and, and, and Junior, uh, we could potentially... Um, well, maybe not senior because they may have found his dead corpse by now. But um, at least junior, they, I, I don't think they know he's dead yet. I must say that I've been monitoring radio traffic all night uh, between uh, myself and the Kenku teams. We have not heard anything from a man in the inside. They have certainly noticed Polly Senior and Junior's absence. Mostly because not... radio doesn't exist yet, so we haven't heard anything. <laughs> oh my god, it's these stones of far speech, they, they don't work off radio technology. They must work off some sort of magical deus ex machina. Yeah, well, why don't you team up then, again? Then, then my plan holds. Um, we should uh, disguise ourselves as, as them, and um, we could even uh, uh, use um, some illusion to make it look as though we captured some of our uh, fe- fellow... Um, if you guys are all up to it, I can. You guys can bring back the panda in his capture and be returning an airship if you need an end to this place. Mm. I I don't know all of our um, casting abilities. Does, does anyone else have disguise self? So yeah, I can. I can make some brackets and some. I can yeah. cast two spells at once with my uh, acorn of Bethag. So I could cast uh, disguise self on myself and. Minor illusion, some chains on someone else, and, um, and you I could have... use chains on, on yourself. And then all we have is um, Gert, uh, Gert, 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 uh, Gertrude and uh, Lothario. You hear uh, Gremel in the background while you're uh, having this discussion. He's uh, on his stone of far speech. He's talking to a server bot. And uh, they're arranging, uh, he's letting them know he's entering the mansion's airspace. He's uh, continuing the illusion, letting you know that you only have a few minutes left. So why don't we um, take the reconnaissance idea and send half of the party around through the back, maybe, as a backup plan? We both have the AdSeg sauna, so we can go invisible. Yeah. Uh, Was it in the shadows, or...? I think a halfway decent plan is pretending you guys, whoever's disguised, is turning in the panda, and if people can turn invisible, that might be a good plan, too. I can go invisible, too. And you guys are bringing in the panda. I can cast Minor Illusion on myself with my Shadow Arts. Parties of parties of three. Uh, Chud, myself, and Panda, and the three of you. And I, I know you, you, you'll be fine, Cabbage. Sure. I'm always fine. Okay. I know. Alright, sir. Should I disguise you even got lost in your book and you're Whoa. still fine. <laughs> okay, so everybody knows what's going on. we disguise ourselves as guards then, you and I? You're going to be Polly Jr. and I'm going to be another random guard. Polly Sr. and Jr. We oh. can be both of them okay. and be heroes. All right, Returning two, two the airship and, and, uh, okay. and uh, Panda Man. Hey, Chucklehead. Uh, you're still hey, like a tough guy. Oh, you're such a tough guy. You're a tough guy. <laughs> I'm a meme format that's very popular and effective. So we just checked the ad section and it lets us teleport from shadow to shadow up to 60 feet away, so... Well, no, we can also What's teleport. Junior sound like? So, yeah, yeah. That's you cool. can't, you have to move from shadow to shadow, but you can also teleport up to 60 feet. Oh, that's... Separate. Well, uh, you guys are arriving about 8 o'clock at night. There will be plenty of shadows. Nice. That's cool. Okay, so... Alright, so uh, everybody describe what you're going to do. Uh, you you be senior. I'm, I'm, I'm not good at talking. I can sound like people, but I always fuck up. All right, I'll be Polly Senior. You be Polly Junior. We're gonna take in uh, Panda Man as a uh, 
Prisoner. I'll be polyamunist. Fuck. You did indeed. <laughs> so as as the That's ship snort, she's gonna snorts. be polyanus. The ship starts the ship starts to descend as it does. Chud uh, trans- snaps his fingers and transforms into the form of Polly Senior. Uh, Tifi uh, snaps. Uh, Tifi snaps. You know what? You're a fucking warforged now. What do you go by? He or she? <laughs> Tifi snaps his fingers and transforms into uh, Polly Junior. Uh, I prefer it. No. It's, be aware. Yeah, because you're 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 right. You're awaken, a machine, so I need to refer to you as. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dandy spends a key point and minor illusion shackles on his wrist. Perfect. Gertrude and Lothario, uh, I believe, go invisible in the shadows. They put on their Ad Sagsong cloaks uh, and they uh, hide in the shadows ready to teleport to the next shadow that would give them advantage. Um, decorative cabbage. He gathers up his hurt feelings and then touches his forehead and makes himself invisible. Gotcha. If there's something you want to say, if there's something jealous you want to say no, to No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'll be fine, apparently. Oh damn. <laughs> oh damn. How long I've been drinking. I just don't feel like that. Be funny. We got a job to do, apparently. So uh, the ship descends. Uh, as it does, you see several server bots are ready to receive you. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just like my wedding night, though. <laughs> oh, they're the, they're the footbot models. <laughs> Uh, just then, the Lord Privilege, he comes out, What are my pleasure models doing outside? Get inside, right now. A server bots, not pleasure bots. Server bots, get out here and receive these gentlemen. Bend over and receive these gentlemen. Uh, they've returned my second favorite airship. I thought I'd never see it again. And he looks and sees USS Gertrude's dudes on it. What have they done to you? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so many things. So many things. What is this peasant riding on the side of my ship? Uh, just then, uh, Gremmel sets down the ship uh, just at the dock by the mayoral mansion. A bridge goes out, extends itself into the dock, uh, just feet away from where Lord Privilegington is standing. Get off my boat! I want it back! Okay, well, I guess... He says very ungratefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he looks up, uh, he sees uh, Polly Sr. And Polly... Holy Senior, where have you been? Well, bro, I've been off uh, partying, of course, and running things for you at the Flame Fest. What happened? That was a disaster. Some, some horrible cat man and a man who I believe looked ethnic of some type <laughs> said terrible things about me. I got the crowd to look at them. They're at my door. Go kill them all, Polly Senior. Well, yeah, but uh, did you hear about Genuine, though? That was pretty dope. Bob. That's how Bob. it sounds. You, you mean Jaw Rule did play? <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. No Jaw Rule. We had a surprise encore from Genuizy. He takes off his white powdered wig and throws it on the ground in anger. Uh, a puff of white powder coming out of his ground. <laughs> that was supposed to be Jaw Rule. Oh, maybe this will uh, cheer you up. We brought a prisoner here, Panda Man. We caught that bastard for you. His Sorry, aunt, bro. kind of falling into my old accent there a little bit. <laughs> Move it, bro. His, he's too distracted to realize that Polly's senior voice changed for just a second. His eyes light up when he sees Panda Man. It's like uh, when Lex Luthor sees Superman almost dead. Uh, by the way, like the American Chopper guys always bicker, right? Could that be like a curse right. about their... <laughs> yeah. 
I can so see for you. Distraction purposes. Like, I can see you finally got your son under control. It's the first time I've seen you guys not fighting. Thank oh. you. You know, I've told you that family counselor that I recommended works wonders. Yeah, we we come to an understanding uh, that he's an idiot. Bro, no, no. We understood that I did everything and you were fucking everything up. But look at this. We got Panda Man and the ship back. And I guess he did a little bit, but it was mostly me. Anyway, we got your prisoner. So, uh, you know, how about a reward? You people are so greedy with money and everything. Fine, you can have your payment. What did I say? Ten gold? Uh, actually, I think you're going to give us that ship. Uh, I most certainly will not be giving you this ship. Um, in fact, everybody off my ship now. I goes, go ahead. Um, Polly, actually, you work for me. I don't think I actually have to give you any reward. In fact, in fact, I think that one of my employees found it. It actually means that I saved a bunch <laughs> in ransom money and reward money. <laughs> Thanks, Polly. Go handle the riffraff at the front gates now. And with that, Lord Privilegington in his confidently turns around and dismisses you guys starts walking away kill him uh, uh panda man begins rushing towards lord privilegington as he's walking towards the house you know what i'm going to roll uh can Lothario, like tap uh your tree on the shoulder like oh my god they're so method I love <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, i'm gonna roll I, I love i love that panda man is doing a justice rush uh, i'm going to roll a dexterity check but not for lord privilegington but for the server bots Ooh, 20 Panda Man doesn't so much break free of his change as they just disappear. Um, actually, surprising the server bots closest to him. Uh, Panda Man, with incredible agility and speed, starts sprinting, dashing straight towards Lord Privilege 10, ready to give him uh, a, a mean shoulder tackle. I was going to give him a stunning strike to his back of his head. I love it. Uh, unfortunately, one of the server bots in between you, lining both sides of the dock, reacts quickly and jumps in front of you and Lord Privilegington. If you'd like, you could deliver the stunning strike to him. Sure, I'll attack the server bot. All right, so... Like hop to the side like a football player. Uh, go ahead and just uh, go ahead and just roll me a d20. We're going to see if, if you uh, be able to use your momentum. It's a 13 plus 8 for a 21 if it's an attack. Excellent. Uh, these server bots don't have a lot of health. Um, do you want to paint this picture of what, how you destroy this thing? I just punch through it, knock it to the ground, and keep my momentum forward towards Dandy. Sorry, towards uh, Lord Privilegington. Gotcha. So um, the panda runs forward, uh, dashes forward, a server bot jumps in the way. With lightning reflexes, uh, he is able to adjust his action and uh, puts one of his fists effortlessly through this metal construct's face. Unfortunately, though, this has alerted Lord Privilegington, who uh, turns around and snaps. When he does, the panda man is cut off by all the server bots who are around him. It's roughly 10 to 15. Start converging on his position. Have we successfully flanked the rear position or we've yeah what are you guys what are you guys doing during this thing you guys so we're going around the background right like and, and it's, it's mostly dark so are we still invisible if we were to engage yeah yeah you guys can engage right now if you want. i'm and jumping out i'm engaging scope. so 13 super bots start going on your position i'm going to say that you guys had your chance to act you guys are acting now what do you want to do shoot a finger shoot blast finger blast yeah so a finger blast and a bolt from an arrow and a uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to move behind them first so if that takes a turn or whatever and i already yeah. popped my candy right. you, you two stay invisible gertrude's yeah. just gonna follow whatever sal does and we uh, can't see each other. So we're doing the buddy system. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have like that kind of impulse control. Like I see if violence go down, just jump in. Decorative, Decorative Cabbage sees what's happening and actually makes a smart move. He tries to take down Lord Privilegington before he can strike. Unfortunately, he had already snapped his fingers. When that happened, it engaged some sort of protocol with the robots. All of them started forming up on him, almost as if uh, in a Voltron-esque fashion. Yes. 
Damn, um, man, Bush reverse. <laughs> these, these robots bend and contort and go to uh, positions that uh, certainly will void their warranty, but <laughs> they do end up creating quite the badass attack mech for Lord Privilegington. I yell out, oh no, the prisoner got away. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. Um, Lord Privilegington is sitting, uh, there is an arm, he has a right arm and a left arm made of about, let's say two and a half server bots each to form clockwork mechanism joints. He's sitting in kind of a co open air cockpit uh, at the top, three server bots each make a leg and the rest of their uh, various parts. This body looks, it looks almost like, uh, it looks very clockwork-like and it's, uh, it's uh, and steampunk. It looks like kind of a distorted mutant version of one of the server bots. Go ahead and roll initiative, everybody. The Hawk's the Hawk's with you. Yeah, you, you right. him, but they don't listen to you. Yeah, I know, but I'm gonna give him an idea to shit in the eyes of tapioca all over. Operation tapioca. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to let you know that Gertrude has a 22. Wow. Lothario got a 23. And has an eight. No, I got a six. I'm sorry, but I got a 13 as well. Lothario, you are up. Uh, uh, Lord Privilegington stands before you, this imposing figure in this mighty mech. You hear boss music playing in the background. <laughs> Lord Privilegington looks down at all of you. They say money can't buy you happiness, but if piloting this and smashing your enemies isn't happiness, then philosophers can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I pull Hudson out of my coat because he's like invisible and I'm like, hey, uh, if you want to go uh, shit in his eyes by any chance like you did all over me earlier, you're more than welcome to. And do I see anything? The uh, Like any weak spots or anything? Do a perception check. Natural 1-7. Natural 1-7? With minus one. I should have... <laughs> <laughs> you notice there's two weak spots. One, the human. Butthole, the motivator. Or... <laughs> <laughs> one, the human. It's a very vulnerable human sitting up top. Two, you do notice from your position in back in the shadows that there does seem to be one kind of main fuel line that looks looks to be kind of exposed. Uh, maybe if it's not fuel, then maybe it's electricity or, or arcane energy. TV could probably tell you more. <laughs> uh, is he moving? Oh, uh, not yet, not yet. He is he is sitting there taunting cool. about how wealthy he is. So, so I got like my sneak attack. I want to use my regular arrow shot and see okay. if I can clip that that rope, that little fuel line. Okay, if you're aiming for a particular point, uh, that's disadvantage. But oh. uh, because you are shooting from advantage, it'll just be a normal it'll roll. Cancel out. So it'll be a normal roll. So that's your call. I rolled a nine with nine plus eight. Nine plus eight. That hits. Roll damage. Four. Uh, Plus eight is 12, and then... So 12 regular damage, and then how much sneak attack damage? There you go, three and one, four. Uh, three and one, four, plus your 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lothario shoots at the fuel line. In fact, I'm going to give you, because he did risk and go for that specific spot, 10 more damage on that. Lothario from the shadows takes aim with his cross plus one crossbow. He sees this important tube-looking thing, squints his eyes. Pulls... I actually cross my eyes when I shoot. He crosses his eyes in a terrible shooting technique that he learned, uh, but somehow shoots the arrow. It uh, it pierces into the tube. It doesn't sever the tube, but uh, certainly now you can see little bits of electricity coming out of the hole. This is going to be another messy one. Lutharia, that was your action. Your, do you have a bonus action? I can hide with my bonus action. Yeah, so just roll a stealth check. 18 total. 18 total? I got an 18 total. Yeah. Lothario, after shooting that bolt and hit, making his, his hit, uh, Lord Privilege Uten turns around just in time to see this uh, human uh, roguish male disappear, completely vanish into the shadows behind him. And I start giggling. What the <laughs> hell? How do I, how much money do I have to have in order to do that? Gertrude. All right, Gertrude's going to do the same thing with the longbow uh, and just follow everything that Lothario just did. I think you get 
two attacks, two you get to shoot, two arrows. So just, yes. you don't get the sneak attack, but just go ahead and roll twice. Okay, 18 and 11. Okay, your 18 hits. Go ahead and roll damage for that one. Nine. All right, Gertrude steps out of the shadows, knocks two arrows at the same time, and uh, lets them fly. Uh, the first one sails wide right of Lord Privilegington, possibly because uh, she had a coughing fit at the end of her draw, bow draw. But the second one does hit the, con the console right in front of Lord Privilegington. A bunch of hot oil sprays into his face. What the hell is happening here? You could tell that Gertrude has done a decent amount of damage to the part of the machine that Lord Privilegington uses to control his mech. Lord Privileging, he's up. All right. Lord Privileging says as he tries to think of uh, one of the worst things he could say. You poor people. I will show you how things are done. He walks over to the panda. I'll get to you two in a second, he says, referring to the two figures who attacked him, one of which he can no longer see. While he goes <laughs> over to Panda Man, who is standing there with a robot head, I assume, in his fist. And he is going to multi-attack, do three attacks on the panda with his battle axe. Two plus eight, uh, ten for the first one. Does not hit. Twenty-five for the second one. Uh, it might hit, yeah. <laughs> and eleven for the third hit. Does not hit. And let me roll some damage for that. The giant mech towards uh, stomps on the dock towards. Panda Man, each step shredding the concrete and wood beneath him. This powerful machine moves recklessly towards the Panda Crusader. He takes uh, one giant swipe downwards. Uh, the panda is able to jump to the right out of the way. Takes a second swipe to the left and right. Ends up catching the panda on his uh, left torso, leaving a big gash roughly to the left of where the belly button of a real panda would be. Which is where exactly? <laughs> uh, it does... You'd be surprised. Well, you 13 know, I mean... damage. The uh, attack actually knocked Panda Man a little bit out of reach for Lord Privilegian's mech's third attack. Damn it! I will kill you! Get back here and get under my axe! He screams at the panda. As we all have done uh. at one time <laughs> in our life. People do what I tell them! Get under my axe! Chud, Bingsley, and TV rolled, uh, both rolled a 13 on their initiative, but TV is the higher dexterity. TV goes first. TV, what do you do? Dad, we gotta protect privileging turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I uh, walk up, right right up to him, and uh, to like, you know, get, get next to him, and I uh, cast Inflict Wounds at level three. That's right, Polly Jr. Get over here and help me take care of this panda. Get within striking range of both me and the panda. And I roll a, oops, so 14. That misses. Immediately when you do this. Uh, I with, miss touching him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to say that uh, for this touch to work, you have to be, have contact for like maybe a second or two. And as soon as you touch him, it becomes uh, a hostile act. You drop your form. You are no longer Polly Jr. Lord Privilege Jinchen, as soon as this uh, this action happens in his periphery, pulls away. What the hell? Where's Polly Jr.? That's uh, what I'd like to know. Where <laughs> What the hell? Get him, Polly Sr. So as a, as a bonus action, I uh, cast uh, Shield of Faith, raising my AC by two. Chud Bingsley, you were up. I attack my son. No. I, um, <laughs> um, so how far are we from the gate where all of those people were trying to get in and rush the castle? Fairly far. If I cast Fairy Fire, is he going to be affected by it? If you cast it just right, you could encompass him and, and the space behind Lord Privilegington. In his mech, he actually takes up quite a bit of space, so... Okay. I think it might be a good spell. It's it. Meaning, uh, any attack roll against the affected creature has advantage if the attacker can see it. 
what, what did I have to beat? I don't, I don't beat it. So oh. portal opens up for a second. It's only about the size of a golf ball, but from this portal in a circle above Lord Privileging Ten, you see little specks of light rain down. Little the, specks it, of milk drop, drip yeah. down. Yeah, I'll say it's milk. It's milky white. <laughs> nice. Oh, is this the tapioca we feed the prisoners? <laughs> <laughs> Lord Privileging Ten is now covered. Oh, I'm ruined. I'm covered in tapioca. I will kill you for this. Panda, you're up. Uh, the panda oh. looks up at Lord Privilegington and takes his mask off. Mr. Dandy! This town belongs to me. It's always belonged to me. You and your stupid father took it away. I would have had my muscled goons beat your crippled ass years ago had I known that you were the panda man. Whoa. I just realized Privilegington is a jerk. <laughs> you know, he's a real jerk. He's a real, he's a real not a jerk. cool guy. Yeah. You know, Wait. I thought he was real likable up till this point. He had potential yeah. at least. Yeah. Is he walks he... with a cane, I don't... Mr. Dandy's going to unleash a, his attacks at him. Hell yeah. And and with fairy fire, it's with advantage, right? Yeah, you got advantage now. Uh, the first one doesn't hit. I rolled a four and a two. Uh, the second one's uh, 22 to hit. That does hit. Uh, for eight points of damage, and he's going to do flurry of blows for his bonus action for two more attacks. And then a 22 for the second one. And then the fourth attack will also hit for... Uh, all three attacks do, it was eight, and then seven, and another seven. Fourteen plus eight, uh, 22. 22. Gotcha. Panda Man looks up at this 23. giant Mac key, uh, runs up Lord Privilegington's leg. He parkours up Lord Privilegington's leg, bouncing off the, the arms. Uh, as he does, he kicks the first time at the body, but he didn't plan his parkour move right and misses. Second blow, he, he comes down and uh, uh, punches the control panel right in front of Lord Privilegington. Sparks shoot into Lord Privilegington's face. Uh, not doing any real damage, but causing Lord Privilege to say, I'm blinded, my eyes! And it heats the tapioca, <laughs> and it just makes it very uncomfortable. I'm covered in sparks and tapioca! And as uh, as the panda is going to the ground, uh, his hands are just in a flurry, lightning speed punches uh, all the way down this robot's body. You just hear metal, metal being dented the Almost. entire way. And when he gets to, finally gets to the bottom, he stands there for a sec, then all of a sudden you see all the dents appear in the in the metal, and almost like an anime, as if uh, he moved too fast for physics to take effect. That's dope. I always love that. All right, decorative cabbage, you are up. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use finger blast to shoot him. I also have advantage because I eat candy that gave me advantage. Twenty one to hit. That you certainly hit. hits. So seven damage so total. With yeah. his first finger blast. With my first finger blast. With his first finger blast, seven damage. Uh huh. Bam. Sure you advantage. Nice. Sixteen. Uh, sixteen does not hit. Decorative cabbage uh, stands up on the uh, edge of the ship because while he was invisible, uh, he never got off the ship. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Oh damn!" Mm-hmm. Lord Privilegington shudders at such a uh, low class voice oh, yeah. uh, and accent. With finger guns in both hands, and he uh, lets loose with his right and left. The right makes contact with Lord Privilegington in the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, physical pain. I haven't had this in years. Served Uh, up hot. The uh, other shot from his left hand uh, sails wide. Uh, Lord Privilegington starts taking a hit off of a uh, vape pen. (laughs) This helps with the pain. Just then, coming from inside Lord Privilegington's mansion, uh, you see a tall armored figure show up in the in the walkway. Give me a perception check. Everyone? Well, I got 20. 20? Okay, uh, we have a 20 and a 21. Gertrude T. 
Latifi and Chud can see a little bit more than everybody else. Everybody else just sees an outline, uh, an imposing outline. Uh, they don't know if this is Lord Privilegington's reinforcements or what it is. But the three that I mentioned can see uh, that this form is cat-like. Not only is it cat-like, it is fucking Kevin. Ooh. And not only that, but he seems to have found his equipment at some point because he is now wielding his hammer. Nice. And he tosses a severed tail bit onto the ground. <laughs> no, it heals. I slowly tied the tail around my head like a headband for Rambo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wax on, wax off, motherfucker. Yes. So, uh, we, uh, Kevin shows up with, it looks like it's it's confusing to all of you because he has his full tail, but it looks like he has another version of his tail, a bloody version, uh, around his head. He looks like he's undergone some character development. Though Kevin's body does not look injured, an anger and a change in him. Kevin doesn't know. Vario! And then I hold up my actual tail to show you that it's there. Kevin! Yeah, you got your tail, buddy. It's good to see you, man. My tail! Yeah! My Kevin! It's been fixed! been fixed for a while. I think you got that. <laughs> 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 neuter, and with that, Kevin joins the order. What is your initiative roll? 17. Seventh Ario, you were at the top of the order. Your friend just arrived, and it's not too far from you. Location. I, I use fast hands to give him a high five. All right, so Lothario uses... He misses. <laughs> Roll for high five. Roll for high fives. Okay. Uh, Lothario did drop out of stealth when he did talk to Kevin, so he was a shadow. Oh. <laughs> Dropped out. Uh, if you want to use your bonus action to give a high five, gives a high five, but you can go ahead and uh, attack. Yeah, no, fuck yeah. I'm stoked to see you, my friend, even though I try to pretend like he's uh, my friend. You when do... he's around. <laughs> you do get sneak attack damage because he is engaged with So I sneak and... attack damage towards high five. Oh yeah, and he's you advantage. Final attack. We'll finish fighting the giant <laughs> robot monster. I'll take like take the hands. Natural twenty. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll your one d eight and double that number. Fire. That was the one you gave me. Very fine. So you do sixteen damage. I'm gonna roll two d six. So you do eight sneak attack damage and sixteen. How's that fuel line thing? How's four plus two equal eight? It's sparking and there's an arrow in there. Okay. <laughs> and if I shoot a sh second shot on it, is there a chance I could sever it finally? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Just, <laughs> just because you didn't say you were attacking that be like before. Oh, okay, got you it. You didn't call your shot for him. Okay, so uh, 16 damage from your first shot. Lothario comes out from the shadows, gives his buddy a high five, exchanges emotional glance, then uh, turns, fires with his crossbow, and uh, strikes Lord Privilegeton in his other shoulder. Uh, doing massive damage. In fact, like taking off a big chunk of flesh on that right and arm. And it's piercing. Does it hit him? And I almost say it goes all the way through. Oh, these peasants are using pole things to hurt me. <laughs> Next is Gertrude. All right, Gertrude's going to do her longbow again. So first one, I rolled an 18. Second is a 16. And the third is a 23. Uh, your 16 does not hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay, so the first one gets a 7 damage and the second gets a 5. So, so you do 13 damage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gertrude, uh, this time, as if shown off, knocks her bow, uh, lets them all loose. I send these out in the name of USS Gertrude's dudes. <laughs> I don't know why her voice changed. Lord Prebichichin Shudder is thinking about what it says on the side of his boat. Gertrude's dude. And before he can finish his sentence, uh, one of the arrows that Gertrude notched uh, strikes the console in front of him, spraying hot oil into his eyes. Uh, the other arrow uh, doesn't hit far off, spraying sparks. So now he's covered in sparks, oil, and 
tapioca. Go Gert. True. It's a Thursday night already. What is this new fetish? <laughs> Lord Privilegington and this machine are not looking good. All right, uh, Lord Privilegington, he is up. Lord Privilegington is up. He kind of sees that the jig is up, but he looks down at the panda man. This is all your fault. I will kill you if it's the last thing I do. And he takes three attacks towards the panda. Right up the motivators. <laughs> right in the motivators. Does 17 hit? No, it does not. 19 hit? 19 is my armor class. And so he hits you twice. He, he rolled a 19 on the second. Wow. Okay. All right. Is your person wearing glasses? <laughs> uh, 12 for the first attack and 8 for the second attack. Dandy falls down. He, uh, he's covered in blood, gurgling, and he's like just reaching for his candies. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, just trying so hard to get a blood-covered candy in his mouth. <laughs> it's like got the wrappers. Like, yeah, why do I always speak with the wrappers like this? <laughs> Bury me with my candy. <laughs> uh, Lord Pilbajutin strikes down once. The panda, just like last time, effortlessly dodges it. But this time, strikes out again with his other axe hand, and he was not quick enough. Uh, the he panda gets... vanishes like Obi Kenobi we're, we're... in Star Wars. And each one of these attacks, were they like identical, like Mega Man boss attacks? Like, he was like... These two are, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, this guy's called uh, Rich Man. Okay, yeah. He uses the power of money to fight his battles. The second attack smashes Panda into the ground. Panda's deeply wounded as he looks up and sees a third strike coming down. Uh, that is the last thing Mr. Dandy sees before he goes unconscious. Everybody looks. It, uh, <laughs> Not the candy man. So everybody just saw Mr. Dandy uh, just get pulverized into the ground. Chad, no! <laughs> you hear uh, you hear grumbling coming from the crater about candy and this wrapper, and this is the last thing. Kevin. Ooh, natural 20. Natural. Oh, Nat- I've seen one of the hammer, obviously. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um, uh, so it's a 27. Uh, 27 attack. All right. Also, I'm using smite, and I have savage attack, and if the jump? damage is a one or a two, I can reroll it. Can you jump up and, like, come down like a motherfucker? Oh, please. What am I doing? Come on. Six. How much damage? Plus five, 14 plus divine smite. Well, you multiply his. He, he doubles his die, so. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. He did like 40 damage. Uh, yeah, like 40 damage, something like that. Uh, if you're so liking like, our yeah. podcast, like it on uh, you know iTunes and then uh, correct our math and you can submit uh, your corrections. Tell, too. tell us how we're playing on. wrong, and then and then uh, tell us how we're playing right, and give us one d six rating. Yeah, <laughs> send them all to corporate at McDonald's.com. And talk about how Decker Cameron is the best character. It's twenty five, but without any doubling. So that's fifty between the crit damage for his giant maul attack and the divine smite does uh, I don't know our calculator broke but roughly 50 damage Kevin looks up with anger uh, being that the last uh, unpleasant moments he had were basically due to this rich asshole in a mech in front of him do you have anything you want to say before you smite him tapioca wasn't that good <laughs> <laughs> the lord privilege you tin hears that uh, in time to turn around and see this cat man flying through the air and just so we're clear, I'm not mad at Lord Privilegington because of what happened, because that didn't hurt me. If you remember, I was just uh-huh. like, whatever. I'm just mad that he's fighting my friends. So yeah. Right now, we see Kevin flying through the air, hammer poised for an attack. Do you want to paint this destruction? Okay, I like this. <laughs> Lord Privilegington turns around just in time to see this giant cat man swiftly jumping through the air, wielding his hammer. He looks up just in time to see Kevin bring down the hammer on his head, smashing it Gallagher style. <laughs> in front of everybody. 
The crowd um, cheers. <laughs> the the attack was so mighty that it smited all of Lord Privileging Tech. Not just his head. The the smashing because his body was confined to a cockpit. He just smashed all the way down to the torso. Really it even evacuated his bowels. In fact, the, the bowels evacuate upwards through the giant <laughs> hole in the upper half of his torso now. And land on Lothario. Yeah. <laughs> oh, more tapioca. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to have pink eye in that. <laughs> and with that, the mech falls lifeless to the ground in front of you. Looks like I almost single-handedly defeated another foe. Well done, cabbage. <laughs> As he's like, as right before he lands, <laughs> yeah. like decorative cabbage has already said this. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, man. So, uh, two things. One, I want to cast Cure Wounds on the panda. And with that, Mr. Dandy springs back up. Uh, uh, plus four. All right, so uh, Chud walks over to uh, Panda's body, puts his hand on his cheek, and says, Rise, my sweet bear boy. 2d8 <laughs> uh, plus four. 2d8. You're healed for six. Okay. Thank you, my sweet cow, man. I how can I ever repay you? I'll take a candy. Maybe that's how, that's how here you go, it. my sweet angel. Oh, thank you. Oh, look, it's 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 cod flavored. <laughs> my favorite. Thank you. Wait a uh, second, this one's tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, bitch. So as Kevin's watching this scene, he sees the panda get up. He sees decorative cabbage claim victory. Gallo comes out in front of Kevin. You did a wonderful job today. I saw that final attack most impressive. I feel you might be the one that I need to complete my mission. Well, then let's go. I agree. Then we shall go. Are these your friends? They are indeed. You guys, by the way, can just see Kevin having his speech. Like, you, you can't see <laughs> Gallo. <laughs> and someone's standing exactly where Gallo would be. Like, what the hell's going on? Right, so uh, Kevin sits there looking insane. Uh, having a speech with somebody who nobody else can see. Lothario, I stayed at the most awful Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to tell me all about it, buddy. It's good to see you again. Both new found appreciation gleaming from his eyes. <laughs> Lothario reaches into his bag and pulls out a jug of old rancid milk, just the type he normally gives Kevin. In fact, the same bottle that you got from Chud uh, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it's just been getting super warm so and curdled in your bag. Already. Hey, right. Kevin, I got something for you, buddy. For old time's sake. It's been a day since we've seen each other. <laughs> <laughs> Hands a jug of milk to Kevin and the two share a look of old time friends, trusted companions, possibly lovers. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go ahead and call it the end of the Awful Neutral Podcast. <laughs> Star Forever. Milk <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Hope to see you back next time, nerds. Bye. Thank you so very much for listening, and I hope you stick around as we grow and get better. If you like what you heard, please check out my other podcast, Science Faction. It's a comedy science news program available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, nerds. See you next week.